All right, folks, I want to thank uh, Fred and Becca for that awesome intro. And I also want to thank uh, KONR, um, Art, Out North Radio. We're here in their studios doing the podcast. I'm joined today by my good buddy, my awesome high-energy friend, Lynn Gaddis. Hey, nice being here. Lynn Gaddis. You're in Anchorage, too. Yes. You're, you're out the valley. It's in Anchorage on a beautiful day. So I had to come to town for something else. So thanks for kind of fitting me in on this beautiful day. Hit Costco on the return and still have plenty of time to do all my laundry. You got like it's two birds with one stone. Oh, Three birds with one stone. Hell yeah. There's no Costco in the valley, is there? No, there is no Costco in but the we valley. We have two in Anchorage. Yeah. Is there any kind of like... Tension with that, with the Valley folks? Hey, we would love to have a Costco. You know, we would love to have. In fact, there's been all kinds of rumors that the Costco was coming, so on and so forth. I think we like to start rumors. But boy, I tell you, I'm the Costco queen. And I don't leave my husband and myself. No longer have four kids at home. So let's talk about you recently uh, ran for lieutenant governor. And that was August 21st with the primary. That was a jammed up Republican primary. There was, Boy, it was. And six, just, six people in that thing. And they just kept piling on. And I thought, now, remind yourself, I have to remind myself, that uh, Gary Stevens, a sitting senator, first filed for lieutenant governor. And I said, like, really? And he did He did basically no campaign, correct? Correct. He did, he did I saw not... One thing from that guy. He never attended any uh, forums, including forums that were in Juneau. But that being beside the point, um, I decided to throw my name in. Um, Certainly lots of talk about, uh, you know, I don't think it's a secret that folks thought that it's possible that... uh, Somebody from Fairbanks might have chimed in. Somebody, even the uh, late Bob Gillum was interested. They were talking about him with governor, too, for a while. Well, that's what I'm talking about, governor. So a lieutenant governor would be that very person that could go uh, uh, tie up with them, and they'd be here in the general to be able to help them out. That being said, as we saw the governors go in, out, sideways, whatever was happening, it became more and more apparent that... uh, uh, on the Republican side, it was going to be Mike Dunleavy. And with that, uh, when you saw other people climbing on board, I thought, man, you know, I was the second one. I don't remember who was third, fourth, fifth, sixth. And it was just like... I think Sharon Jackson got in really late. I think she was the last Kevin, one. Kevin was in for... Kevin and... E, I don't know, Edie got in maybe... Was it last year or was it this year? No, I think Kevin got in third... I don't remember if it was Kevin or Edie who got in third and then the other one fourth, right next to each other. So I was second after. But anyway, as the field grew bigger and bigger, I was like, wow, why does everybody want to be lieutenant governor? I'll tell you something interesting along the trail, though. So you're with all these six folks. Well, now. Well, I'd say the main, I'd say it was you, Kevin, and Edie were really... The, the ones right. that were there the whole time. There were I think Sharon at the end got And then involved. The Stephen Wright was in there somewhere, oh, too. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He is. Men in red. Woo! You know, certainly. <laughs> Him and that guy were running as a team. Yeah, no, I know. It doesn't work that way, Steve. Well, more importantly, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't and work it, that way, partner. And, and, and as you run as a team like that, it makes it pretty darn difficult to vote for one and not the other. So that probably wasn't the best strategy. But I would say running for lieutenant governor, and I talked to other lieutenant governors, and... Uh, um, it was interesting, this particular trail, uh, the exception of Gary Stevens, because he wasn't on, 
there were so many things that lieutenant governors were going to do that you literally cannot do as a lieutenant governor. Oh, that was the thing that I kept. I mean, what, what am I? There was a forum a couple of days ago, and and I submitted a question. They didn't ask it, but I said, you know, what are your thoughts on public notaries? Because that's one of the things they deal with is like no, notaries. Well, and, absolutely. And but nobody seems to care. Like elections, notaries, and the seal. Well, you know something real interesting. That question was asked of me, and you know you could go a lot public of public notaries. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at, they, at a forum somewhere. Well, what they, they say? Pretty much the same thing. And I said, you know, what do I think? Like, should they not exist? Um, I talked about apostles. What, basically, it's a notary slash witness that you would use anywhere other than the apostle. United- yeah, not apostle. Apostle, not like, no. not like Paul the Apostle. No, no, Paul. no, no. That is what uh, what the uh, lieutenant governor does do, and I was only truly made aware of that because we recently bought some property in the Bahamas and we needed really? the lieutenant lieutenant governor. Don't even go there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> yeah, is, I there, can see. is there a, like a property like a land or like a house? Oh well, it's just land, and uh, it's a, it's a boat dock where my husband's uh, bucket list is to put his boat at the dock. I think we need to do a podcast I'm from the Bahamas. Sure. I, I, That's what I think we need. I'm going to pencil that in right now. Talk about high energy. That's extreme. I was in the totally. Bahamas once on a cruise, but I was very, I got norovirus, <laughs> and I was extremely sick, and I did yeah. not enjoy the yeah. cruise at all. So those cruise ships go in large areas where they do the... Na- yeah, we went to Nassau. You know, hey, and some, baby, some, you want to braid your hair stuff. You right, know? we went to yeah. Nassau on some no. weird island. Yeah, and it no, 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 really, Paradise was, Island or something. Was yeah, it? no, Coco Cay. It was like some private island. Oh, yeah. But the, it was like it was a very commercial. It wasn't really my absolutely. thing. This is Marsh Harbor. And not that it's my, you know, my, my dream job would be the ambassador for the Bahamas, just in case anybody's listening. <laughs> just, uh, President Trump. Exactly. Uh, Hello. We got, we got, <laughs> I would do... Lingat is the big fan. Exactly. Big fan of Mr. Trump. But you know the Bahamas is beautiful white sandy beaches uh, uh, clear blue waters that type of a thing so in Marsh Harbor it's pretty not only laid back but it's, there is some tourist stuff happening all wait, over so, but wait, so you bought this property and this has something to do with a notary it did so in order to purchase property from the Bahamas or if you're a US citizen you have to get an apostle so that really essentially means I have to have a girlfriend witness the notary witnessing uh, and I know it's weird, but that's... What are you signing, like, like the, the deed, for, deed for the property? Or correct, the, correct. The, and then it has to go to the lieutenant governor. And so that's how I became aware of oh, that. So every yeah. state does this or just Alaska? Uh, no, every state has to do it because some places have a secretary yeah, some, of state. Yeah, some places have a different... different. Uh, but the secretary of state slash the lieutenant governor, whoever, which one, all of the United States has to do it that way to purchase property. And this is the Commonwealth of the Bahamas or, you know, the... And so it was just interesting that in this particular... So you had uh, Byron sign this? I did, but I had to use uh, one that was utilized before that Sean Parnell had signed when he was lieutenant governor as an example. So you just go to them and they have to basically do it? They, they Well, here's the deal. You got all the paperwork. So the Bahamas helps you fill out the paperwork. They're, your title agencies and such, they send it to you. And then you got the rigmarole because it's not like we do it, take it to a title company. And then you end up having, in this case, I had my friend witness my signature. And then we had to both go to the bank that I bank at. And the notary had to witness her signature. Why don't you just huh. go to the Bahamas with a briefcase of money? Um. <laughs> Well, that sure as hell would have been a lot easier. I'm telling you what. So then they lost it in Juneau. And I'm not saying that Byron knew that I was running against Uh him. Oh, they they quote unquote lost the application. So I had to make a new one up, start all over again. Of course, my bad. I should have sent it. 
registered mail and all this. I could just see the conversation. This one percenter lens buying property exactly. in the Bahamas. We're not Ex- even signing this. Exactly. <laughs> they, they, then a miracle happened. It got found and it was stamped a day after I called and reminded them I too was running for lieutenant governor. And when it's my job to do that. Not, not, ooh, yeah, nice. Yes. Oh, magically it appears. It magically appeared. Anyway, um, so I had two of those. I only needed one stories written. But anyway, I had, during a forum, asked me about a notary. And so having been a notary myself years ago, I'm like thinking notary. I ended up asking afterwards, you guys, um, there are things that a notary should do and the things that they shouldn't do. Because I've gone to notaries and I said, hey, could um, I have my signature witness? That's what a notary does. I've had them flip through and go, oh, you're buying property here. Oh, you're doing. No, no, no. Ooh, what job. are you doing there? Exactly. <laughs> I've had nosy newsies go through this. No, no, no. Let me help you with this. You need to notarize my signature. You need to determine that I'm not under any duress doing this. That's what you do. You don't flip through the papers and become a paralegal. Yeah, so the, the, the big thing is, uh, for notary, you know, if it's property or something or something, official legal document, uh-huh. they want to make sure nobody's forcing someone to sign something. And it was, in fact, you who came yeah, over. and it was you that did it, right? Versus, you know, somebody else. Yeah, that's what a notary does. Here's some of the uh, challenges. So, and I've just experienced this uh, from, my mom is older than I am. I always tell people that. They go, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Exactly. That's Hard the to response believe. that I get. But uh, as she ages, she's having some dementia. I don't really want to go down this trail too big, but she's not capable of giving me her power of attorney. It has to go through a court process mm-hmm. because, but notaries can notary notarize anything that she does because it's not their job to determine if she has that mental capabilities. So it's really interesting as you, you can have notary Notaries in hospitals, and let's say you get in a motorcycle wreck, and you're just you're clearly not there. And I can say, "Whoo, this guy doesn't know one end from the yeah, other." Yeah, sign this. Yeah, that is happening. So you know, there has to be who determines. Does a doctor say, "Yeah, he's capable. He's mm-hmm. not on"? Because I have signed things not under notaries, but signed things. I've had C sections and stuff like that with kids, where I was like, "Yeah, just get this kid out. I'll you sign, sign over anything." That property in the Bahamas to me. <laughs> to I don't intend on having another C-section, so it's not going to happen. So, okay, I want to talk about a little bit about Lieutenant Governor. So I had a couple things I want to ask you. So in Alaska, we elect the Lieutenant Governor, which is very different than most other states. In some other states, yes. I think the majority of states, um, they, they the governor picks or they have a um, secretary of secretary state. Secretary of state, okay. So, so I guess it's interesting because we had six, you know, Democratic side, one person, Deborah Call, the other guy, Blatchford, he got out. So mm-hmm. they only had one. But in the Republican side, you had six. And you were a legislator. Kevin was a legislator. You know, Gary's a legislator. Um, Edie had, you know, never run, been in, run for office before. Who else was it? Sharon kind of worked in politics a little bit. Are they sure never, for never Senator a legis- Sel- Selvin, I think, somewhere. So there's five. And the Stephen Wright guy is there just, he's kind of... He ran, if I recall, he ran against Wes Keller. No, he ran against Don Young the last cycle. He's kind of one of those. So I guess, do you you think, I kind of happen to believe that the governor, like for president, the president picks his running mate. I think, do you think the governor should pick their, their lieutenant governor? I absolutely do. You know, because, I, as I went through this process, you know, and it was kind of fun to go through, and I certainly learned a lot about what the lieutenant governor does and doesn't do. But you know what? If you want a running mate that really can not only help you get elected, 
help you raise money during that process. That's what's happening right now. And literally uh, uh, move forward your agenda. When you look at the lane that a lieutenant governor does, boy, you don't want somebody, and we've had the experience where we've had lieutenant governors going sideways with governors. I don't care if it's a marriage, a partnership, or whatever. Y'all want to stay on the same lane. Well, if you if you look at, you know, election primary is over, and then you have two and a half months till the general, so you have to get married up right after the primary, and then you have two and a half months to run as a team. Well, Bill and Byron were a little different because they, they did a petition sure, thing, so they, sure. they have a different... Um, and then, then they're doing either co-governor or co-however that works. A very different uh, scenario that they put themselves in. It, it just it just seems to me it'd make more sense if the governor, you know, when they file or back, you know, maybe three, four, five months prior, they say, this is my, my running mate. This is... Or after the election's over, maybe they pick I think after, after the primary the is over. over. I think after the gubernatorial primary is over is a great Cause, time. Because you have a situation now where if there's rumors going around, I, I don't know the... I have a, I have a sense of it, but you know, uh, Kevin and Mike are the team now. Well, Kevin, hold it. That's not a rumor. I'm going to help you out here. No, no. The rumor is the, the, <laughs> the, the rumor is there might be a little tension there, and uh, Kev, Kevin had to take Mike's office and take Mike's staff away when he voted against the budget when Kevin was was in the the rules chair. So Kevin's sure. a rules chair. So sure. So now you have a such. And I'm just saying this is one example, but you could there's unlimited possibilities where people could end up on the same team that right. i mean look at parnell and, and mead remember right. the letter parnell right. sent absolutely said mead you know mind your business right pretty much so i, I just feel like the, the governor should pick who their who their guy or i do too gal I do is too. and who they can i mean quite frankly you're going to pick who can help you the most who's most aligned with where you're going absolutely and that wasn't certainly the case uh, on the republican side um i would have to say that was probably the case on the Democrat. It was my understanding. Well, Democratic one was weird because Begich came in late and that call, Deborah Call lady, who I've never even really. I have met her. I, when she, I didn't ever heard, I've never heard of her. When I had she never filed. heard of her before then either. So that was a very, um, I mean, I think there was, we had, we had, I had written about that he was searching for someone to run, you know, be lieutenant governor. We'd all heard Like a that. week before, sure. two weeks before, which is odd. You think you would have, you know, several months prior started to at least a month prior, started to kind of get, get that figured out. Well, and who knows? And we know politics well enough. Did he try a couple months? And did that? those folks say, uh, no, we're staying on the Byron train? Well, a lot of people, to, a lot of, a lot of cause I, I heard it was a, he was kind of looking for like a rural native, like a woman. But sure. a lot of the ones he had talked to her, this is the rumor, that um, they had said, hey, we're kind of with, with Byron. We don't want to get, in the, we don't want to create. I had heard that too. And the other thing with this guy, Billy Toy, the libertarian candidate for governor, who is a, Really entertaining individual. He is <laughs> he is high energy. That guy. Well, you know, I get the chuckle when he said, "I don't really want this job." You know, I'm not but... even, I don't even want to be governor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he didn't. He, he didn't even. Libertarians didn't even have a lieutenant governor candidate on until the ballot. recently. Yeah. So after the ballot was over, they, there's some process where the party. I guess the party is allowed to pick somebody. Yeah. But then it was reported that the party picked this Carolyn Clift, who she ran for governor four years ago as a libertarian. But then the party was like, "We didn't actually do that." And then it kind of like some weird process that happened. So it's actually a four way race. People, people say three-way. There is a libertarian on the ballot. Sure. And and this, in some ways, is probably why had had contributing factor to why Parnell lost. I mean, she ran as a libertarian four years ago, Carolyn Clift, and she right. got like three or four percent. 
And Parnell now, barely lost that yeah, race. Yeah, and Parnell would have loved to have that. He would have loved to have a couple, couple of those votes. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know where it goes, the Libertarian. I mean, I remember Joe Miller uh, becoming a Libertarian for a short time period to— Oh, uh, yeah. I was Libertarian. Yeah. But. And, you know, I think uh, many of us Republicans lean Libertarian, some of the Libertarian values. Oh, I do for sure. I mean— okay. But as the party itself— um, it tends to, in my opinion, and I don't <laughs> attract some real loose, loose characters, <laughs> loose units, as loose, you might many say. loose units in the <laughs> yeah. Libertarian Party. So not just in Alaska. Yeah, no, it's, it, 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 it is interesting. So let's talk about. So you, you are from you kind of the you're the born and raised Alaskan. Yeah. You've, yeah. you've been in you the valley the whole time. No, um, I was raised in the Glen Allen Golcana area. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it, and uh, uh, went to a two room schoolhouse uh, in Gacona, and then uh, uh, went to my high school years in Cordova. So I always tease the Wasilla folks. You know, we used to play high, uh, uh, basketball against them back in those days before we had money, uh, before you know, before we had a pipeline. Um, we came and. When we played folks, we stayed in folks' houses. We didn't have hotels or anything back then. It was uh, it was an interesting. Now those folks are my age, and we all many of us own businesses in Wasilla, and um, we we have this joke: whatever happened during high school years, we are not telling our kids or our grandkids. Oh my so gosh. yeah, so because I, I have some so, that lease commercial buildings from me, we get a chuckle about those days. So it, I saw I saw a picture of you. I think you you had put it out there, or somebody gave it to me. It was a picture of you in the early '80s, and you were in like a kind of jumpsuit thing by by a yellow. 206, 206 yep. Cessna. And uh, and then I went to your house. One time, a few months ago, uh-huh. I was in the Valley. I went to your house. You, have, you got a couple airplanes out there. So you're, you're a pilot? That's right. I your, am. your husband's a com- commercial pilot, he, right? Yes, he, he recently retired. The picture of you by that plane was just, that was awesome. I was about your age. I think you were probably th- in your 30s, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I was about your age. Um, I lived in Dillingham and worked for a uh, couple uh, regional air carriers in Dillingham. So oh, I, I did a podcast a few months ago with Orin, or in, in yep. July, Oren Siebert. From so I also uh, worked in King Salmon. That's where I met Oren and Ralph Samuels. Um, and uh, so I managed the Dillingham station, the King Salmon station, and would rotate back and forth. Um, you were flying or you were working in the... Um, I was the uh, station manager back then, and it was called Western Alaska Airlines, owned by the Ball Brothers. Very historical, um, uh, Jerry and Johnny Ball, um, and uh, their history goes back to Pilot Point, and you could do the research there. And uh, they merged with a company called Kodiak Airways to become Kodiak Western Alaska Airlines. And uh, lots of history there. Uh Bob Hall, the owner of Kodiak Airways, unfortunately had a son that flew for Kodiak Airways at the time, and it, their big thing in Kodiak was flying the gooses over to Dillingham, mm-hmm. pick up the lodge. The Grumman. Pe- yep. Grumman goose. Right. And pick Love up those. The, the lodge people and take them up to the lodges in Dillingham. And uh, his son died in a crash, and it really, the parents obviously didn't have their heart in that business anymore. And um, I came to work for that business uh, uh, during that time, and then, of course, after the time. And I can remember one time, my best Bob Hall story is, you know, that was the days before cell phones, believe it or not, we didn't have computers, we used teletypes. And uh, I remember the phone rang, and I- like the old school text message. (laughs) I know. Oh, I'm telling you what, I'm really good at text messages, because I remember all those teletypes 
teletypes. And I can remember t- uh, sending a teletype over to King Salmon and said, well, you know, I'm going to have this pi- pilot RON, which is remain overnight in aviation talk. I kept having this gal go, but who's Ron? But who's Ron? <laughs> I was like, holy smokes. Having Ron know? spend the night. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, so, but, but I can remember Bob Hall calling. I said, I, I didn't know who he was at the time. I said, I need to speak to somebody who knows something about this company. And he always gave me a hard time about that. Um, That company got bought out by a company out of Anchorage called Gifford Aviation. And Gifford Aviation, we hauled the mail in the Bethel area, Dillingham, King Salmon area, and uh, um, also flew the C-119s. They're still parked at International Airport with those jet assists on them. I've seen that, yeah. And we flew fish out of King Salmon, Dillingham, and Igigik. So then uh, somewhere you go to, you, then you were in the valley and you were on the school, bo- then school board, right? Then I uh, moved to uh, Anchorage to work for a company as a sales manager for a company called Flying Tigers. Uh, it was the world's uh, largest all-cargo airline, and it uh, transloaded here in Anchorage. A yeah, special name for when you bring the 747s in, you're taking freight off, you're putting it on, taking it to the lower 48. So a lot of freight, air freight, comes from China and Asia. And uh, there was this guy by the name of Rick Gaddis that flew there. The rest is history, obviously. Oh, Mr. Yes. G- Mr. Hus- yeah, Mr. Yeah, Husband. Yeah, you know. So I, I, I heard, I, I got to tell you this. Uh, yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> I got to tell you, I, you I, I heard a rumor that back in, I think it must have been the 80s, I heard a rumor that, that on a cargo f- flight, you, you and Rick might have joined a, a, an aviation club. I can neither confirm or deny. What I can say is... A special aviation club. BK, before kids, we truly were a fun... You know, I, I tease p- people that I met my husband uh, cutting the cheese at the F Street. And if anybody who's been to the oh, F Street yeah, understands. Yeah, exactly. So you cannot confirm nor deny the existence of. Notice of, how I did that political pivot. How I saw, did I do? No, you I, did very good. Yeah. I mean, that, you've, you've, you've been. You, you were, well, you were in the legislature for four years. Uh, of course. That made me an expert. So well, you. you, uh, you I might have been with, the oldest sister of a batch of uh, brothers, too. You, you were one of the more entertaining, kind of higher energy legislators <laughs> that I enjoyed watching. Do you on. know what? I had uh, not only uh, humorous, fun time, because you got to f- have fun in life. But, you know, um, there was a lot of things that I did that I was able to do. I had no idea that coming from a large family really uh, uh, cleared the way for politics on how you work with people, how you have groups of people that you work with. How do you get that person there? How do you remind yourself that, hey, w- there's another day to vote? I, I had somebody, uh, I won't say their name, but a current legislator once told me, um, Gaddis is somebody you don't fuck with. <laughs> That's that's what I was. That's what I was told. Well, I, you know, I like that. I think, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I because some people, you know, they're 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 timid or they don't want to, you know, push back or they're they're easy to kind of. I don't want to say manipulate, but but they're easy to. Uh, I don't think I'm mamsy pamsy. I think that most people would say, "Woof, Gaddis is blunt, sometimes too blunt." And in my life experience, there are times when I have stumbled on that, but it wouldn't change how I am. What you see is what you get. You know, I'll be honest as the day is long. You know, when I say I'm going to vote for that or help you with that, absolutely. So, so you ran for the Senate in 2016. So did I. We both did. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And you know, it was kind of the Senator the David Wilson guy was running sure. too, um, and it was like a big surprise. To, he, he beat you. A lot of people were kind of oh, yeah? shocked. But do you think that was? Um, you, I know you were in Juno a lot with the session that year. We was were it, was in Juno until July. I don't know the exact date, how, but let, let's say the mid of July. How, how much of it was that you were in Juno and you were stuck in Juno, and, and, and how much of it was was maybe you just kind of 
Did you think you had it? And you so, not to forget that um, I was running a House of Representative for the House of Representative, and I did not know that Senator Huggins was not going yeah, to so run. Yeah, so this this came so, this last minute. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, part. yeah. And he came into my office and he said, "So when are we going to do this?" I just wanted to clarify. Not that there was anything that. And he said, "You know, my withdraw." This was like Here, right, right, right before the deadline. It right? was the day of the deadline. So you'll see that I left a finance committee, um, and uh, they uh, I have a good friend there that had a brief at ease, and I came back after going up to the Division of Elections. Uh, Senator Huggins withdrew. I put my name in. What I didn't know is what was happening back at the ranch. I've been in Juneau since. Remember, we had a special session like in November of that year, that what I would call the Trans Canada special yeah, right, session. Yeah, I remember, yeah. And then we start in January, February, March, April, May, June, July. I would lean over. I sat in finance to Bryce Edgman and say, Bryce, look at this. We started in fall watching the leaves drop. Then we saw the snow where, where we both sat. We could look out the window and we saw snow. Then we saw spring. Then we saw summer. And I said, holy hell, we're going to see fall again before we get out of here. That was the particular year that we had the Senate had agreed to restructure the permanent fund dividend. And uh, some of us held firm uh, in House Finance not to. And, you know, we could go back and forth, whether that's pro, con, whatever, but we were there a long time. Uh, the governor had lots of different things on the table, and um, we rejected those. But that being said, what I didn't know is by the time I came back, a couple things, and, and they're right. First of all, that was the year, or sometime, yeah, that was the year that I said that, um, that the press came and said, so you're going to put, uh, what they said, Oh, that was we, the elderly, elderly the people. Old thing. Put them, put, put them on the iceberg. It, well, or? and and I wasn't the press. Well, I guess it could be. It was a satire, and I don't think a lot of people understand what the word satire means. Well, see, I understand what it means, but a lot of people don't understand oh, what it I'm freaking means you. because some of the stuff I write or some of the stuff I do, I get these calls from. I don't, I'm not going to name names, but sure. there's, a, there's a couple of them that are just infamous for uh-huh. not getting a joke, and right. they call me, and I tell them, I said, "Why are you in politics?" What are you doing? This is exactly. a goof. You exactly. need to relax and, and take it easy. And so you know. somebody, so I did state uh, to a reporter, and they they had said, "So you want to cut uh, something for the old and vulnerable?" And I said, "Absolutely not. Alaskans have always taken care of those who can't." And I hearkened back, and I said, even at the time, I remember during the earthquake, and there's only one earthquake in my mind, that's the 64 Mm -hmm. earthquake. We lived in Glen Allen. People from Valdez were devastated. They came up. We planted signs all the way up the road. Come to the high school. We have a place to stay. We have food, clothing, whatever like that. We always take care of those who can't. You'll see Alaskans climb on board if there's a natural disaster. So what was that story? Was it it something about put them out out the pasture or something? No, no, I never said that. They did like a news story. But here's what here's what I chitty chatted about. And I said, and there was a time I should have taken a breath. I should have taken two breaths and, and reminded folks that and some of our Alaskans, elderly Alaskans, have chosen to leave out of state. Oh, right, yeah, during to go to lower 48, but I right. never said they had yeah. to. I said all Alaskans so, should have choices. So uh, then a satire was written and printed in the paper. Yeah, that and, was the uh, s- s- send them to lower 48. Exactly. Right? But I got to uh, tell you, it was funny. No Who did dis- the satire? Um, I want to say 
was it Alex Gimerick that day? I have to go. It was somebody. They wrote it. But, but then KTVA did like a real story on it, right? The real story Wasn't it was KTVA? a vicious KTVIA was the uh, folks that interviewed me first. And they took clips out that said. They fucking do this gotcha stuff all the I time. Know, they I, always do this stuff with this. And you know what? I, I had people. Oh, the things that people wrote. No, me. I, I remember seeing the comments and it was like, oh. we'll, we'll ship you out of the fucking state, exactly. Lynn Gaddis. You know what, what the sad part is? My friends climbed on board there. People that know me rather than call me. People that have my phone. So, you know. Uh, I, I looked at social media and I thought, you know, here we are. People know better, but it's so much more fun to be a keyboard warrior. Yeah. Jump on board. Do you and think that had something to do with I do, the election? I do. So when I, I'm in the Wasilla Senior Center, when we did have money, I gave them money for Meals on Wheels. These are folks that were thankful. They didn't even ask. But you know what? When we have extra, we take care of those who can't. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what? Politically, they didn't want it. There have been times that I've had forums, and I, I said, can you guys assure that even when you didn't, when we had money? So they assured that. That's where you put your money. You put your money to safety things, to those who did, can't. Did, Will, did David Wilson of course he use did. this in the campaign? Of course Because no one did. even knew, really knew what it was I, I never he, heard of him at that point. I, he I think I heard gone, his name. But and I didn't. you know, I would have done the same thing. So there's no diss on him. If there's an opportunity to go to the senior center and said, oh, by the way, you know, she did. He did that? Of, of course. And he had forums with them. Those folks vote too. They vote. And he was smart. Remember, this is a primary. 9% turnout. Yeah, so no, I, I, mean, I, re- I ran too. In the, my primary, in, you know, yeah. uh, with Natasha and Craig. And it was like, I think it was like 13%. Oh, well, yip, yippee, skip. We, we got a little more 13. than you guys. Woo-hoo. So it was 9%. Then I uh, remember that was a time that folks, the educators were going after me because the hashtag small schools matter. So I had made the recommendation. Oh, the that consolidation? We, no, I'd made so, the recommendation that we as the state of Alaska look at other alternatives to what you do with our small schools. We have 10 kids in them. How can we afford to do this? What are other options? Mm-hmm. And And I mean, I had small schools, in this case, Twin Hills, bring all of our students to the legislature, to my office. Of course, KC, KTVA was there. Oh, I'm well. sure they were. I'm sure they were. As yeah. well. And it was all the kids, you can't close our school. Hey, but hey, you guys, I fly over there. I know where Twin Hills is. I know how you guys came to be and cross the river is Togiak. And so and they're like, wah, wah, wah. do you guys know how much it costs? You know, are there other alternatives? And what I mean by that is I come from a kid from a small school and there are alternatives. And, you know, we can't be everything to everybody is oh my gosh you don't dare say that when we're when we're looking at finances so there was that and then there was something i didn't think about and and they're right first of all they said ah charlie huggins had no right to quote give you that seat that wasn't his to give well there was talk at the time about him not running potentially and I mean, months before that, there was talk about maybe you running for... That wasn't like a surprise to, I think, a lot of people. Well, to the insiders, but I will tell you that I've gone to luncheons and folks said, yeah, Gaddis, that was the problem. How dare you think that was your seat? Like a backroom deal? Yeah, and it wasn't done that way, but I see how people... So, in fact, I just saw uh, Karen Perry had written an article a month or so ago and brought that back up again. How dare the legislators think that this is their seat. So you put the combination. Well, some of that. people, some, some of them do think that. 
I'm not saying Charlie thinks it, but I'm saying some of the yeah, legislators no, no, no. Exactly. do g- genuinely exactly. believe this is my seat. I mean, even Les Guerra, the whole thing with his yeah. kind of crowning, the coordinating, yeah. the successor, yeah. and all the stuff that happened with that one. So, and- you know, I always say jokingly, but there's some truth to it. God looks out for drunks and fools. I don't like to think I'm a fool, and I don't think I'm a drunk either, but I needed the opportunity. I sat down with my husband and said, okay, what's our bucket list? What are our fun things to do? You know, uh, what do we want to do? What do we want to accomplish? And then the lieutenant governorship is like, hey, that would be great. There are a lot of things I could do. I could shake things up over there. I'll align myself with the Republican folks. There's nothing unaligned with them. But as things got farther and farther down the line, it became apparent, and I looked at polls too, after the pullout date that it looked like Kevin Meyer. Oh, pull, that's my term. Yeah, well, pullout pull day. That's my term. <laughs> It's catching on. <laughs> Love that. Well, I, I, you know, I don't even want to go down the Catholic trail. <laughs> I don't want to go, you know, but, but after the day looked at it and I thought, you know, um, there's nothing written in stone that says that a female from the Valley, whether it's Lynn Gaddis or Edie Grunwald, couldn't do these jobs and couldn't help uh, a governor wannabe. Um, obviously, the primary tells its tell. Um, Kevin comes from a place where he's been assembly member, senator for a long time, a larger base. <laughs> I think they had more than 9% turnout. So I did a podcast with Kevin a few months back and... We're talking, and um, you know, he was assembly, and then House and Senate. Yeah, he has uh, never, you know, he's never lost an election. I know, damn his hide. He's never lost. An, I mean, I've been in two, and I lost both. <laughs> I of them. know, <laughs> I know. I think it's important for people. Well, not at this case. I hope he wins his next election. So as I think well. so, some of the Republicans, you know, I've talked to, and I think there was some um, maybe relief that Kevin on the state, you know, on looking at the state um, election that Kevin won because if it would have been you or Edie would have been a situation where people might have said, oh, the Valley folks, uh-oh, got the Valley taken over. And by having Kevin there, it kind of you know, the Anchorage district, the Anchorage area and other part, you know, other parts of the state, maybe it's well, more broad. And, and certainly not to say that Senator Dunleavy is a, a, a Trump and that uh, Kevin Meyer is a Pence. Oh, but no. you could uh, you could align yourself. I mean, I get that they're different, but there's likenesses as well. I mean, I think they make a great team. I mean, I think I could have made a great team, but uh, the voters. Well, voted. Yeah, I mean, you, you and Mike have known each other for a long time. Absolutely. Right? You know, we were on the school board together. I think um, we have done some amazing things, not only on the school board, but we were both chaired education at the same time. We've done some amazing things for education in this state. And so, you know, sometimes when folks get all growly about that, I say, hey, you guys, um, uh, we've done some amazing, and what I mean by this is not only teachers, but students and parents. What opportunities are out there that weren't out there when we first started? So I had a great time in the legislature doing some things like that. You know, I have no desire to go back. I will tell you that on the lieutenant governor trail, I kept hearing all of us talking as if we wanted to be legislators. And the last forum that I had was in Fairbanks. Mm, I want to say pay me three or four or five days before um, the election. I literally called us all out. I said, you guys, we want to be legislators. We want to make policy. We want to make law. What are we doing running for lieutenant governor? And, uh, you know, kind of got a chuckle. Every, everybody, everybody wants to be Parnell, you know, if, exactly. if the governor resigns. And well, there's, yeah, there's something to be said about that, too. So it was a great time. There were great, the, the folks there, they, there was nothing ever nasty well, I, I, said. I, I think it was pretty apparent that you, you and I, I kind of made a joke a few times. You and, you and Kevin kind of had a little, little um, 
you wouldn't say bromance because you're not a, a man, but you had a very friendly, like the picture of you guys with the sack race at the Republican picnic. Well, you know, I, you, you guys are very, very uh, I think you friendly. Could, yeah, I think you could also have said the same thing about Edie, Stephen Wright, Sharon Jackson, anybody that ran. I was on an education task force with Gary Stevens. So, I mean, I don't think people see me as a difficult person. Yeah, that, that race never with. got nasty at all. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, never got it, it, it and all so like that. That particular picture, um, Kevin and I were the only ones that were, mm, I would say, doofus enough to go down you, in the you, rain. You guys just both look so happy. <laughs> Big smiles on your faces. You know what? You have to live life happy. See, every race I've been in, it's been it's been pretty pretty nasty. I mean, the Liesel, me and Liesel, yeah. and then Natasha, and you know, with Craig, it got like the they sent out that speedo mailer against me. The very the the speedo censor. Yeah, and my all. eyes are still I mean, scarred I mean, from all, that. All of my There's, races I'm have been like scarred. really intense. <laughs> And, you know, it's like we can't even be in the same room without being awkward. But you, that race seemed to be everybody kind of got along great. I have been in races that got intense, but I just don't want to, I don't want to win that way. And so some people will say, my first race, I ran against a guy that uh, played basketball in Cordova that I knew him then. And I will just say, um, uh, streaking was in at that time. I was not yes. a streaker. Yes. No, 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 no. Hey, I'm from Alaska. There's too many mosquitoes. That's all I'm <laughs> <laughs> say but i can remember the cordova basketball boys took his clothes threw him in the fire and you know there was out the road of cordova Wait, when he was running for office oh no when oh, he, he was, was a young high okay schooler. all right and i told him hey i've seen things you don't want me to go there do not make this content oh my god yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> but anyway we had to chuckle about that so that one became somewhat contentious because he had his own step in it moment and that guy said that uh, he felt that people in wheelchairs should not be educated. Whoo! Oh uh, my god! Yes, it was a present Jesus. given to me. So <laughs> some might say maybe David Wilson would say that was the present given to him. This uh, elderly thing. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, obviously he's had some uh, tr- trialing times in the <laughs> legislature with. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, we yeah. Could, that could be a whole separate podcast. Yeah, that could be. Well, then I so, want to I want to thank you. I, we got, uh, we're wrapping up here in a minute, but I want to thank you for being here and doing the podcast. Very high energy. Yes, and I can't I can't end it with LG for LG. Uh, that, that was what I was t- ah. I was saying. LG for LG. Yeah, Lynn Gaddish, Lieutenant Governor, was the perfect slogan. It, it, I, I was I told people I was made for that. Now it's just LG. Bring me all your brand new LG appliances. That's it. I mean, yep, there then, you go. And then Kevin tried to. Get weird and, and say Kevin Meyer because you kept saying that, and then I at some form it was like Kevin Meyer. Remember me when you're at Fred Meyer buying, buying your, your wieners, Oscar Meyer wieners. Correct. And everybody was like, "What the hell? Did <laughs> he just Kevin, say that?" I go, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. You cannot say wiener. You can't. You can't just can't, that doesn't work. I mean, and then he said Hire Meyer, and I was like, "Just say that." Yeah, he don't, was saying, "Don't get you know this what? weird Oscar but, Meyer wiener thing." But you can see that he is a pleasant person. Oh no, I've known Kevin. I've, Kevin used to be my senator yeah, before the yeah. Re- it, it, it's hard to be ugly, and it just is it was impossible. So it was a fun race. Yeah, it'd be hard to really go negative against Kevin. Like, yeah. what, what are you gonna What are you gonna say? Yeah. Yeah. He's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> and he had the best Kevin Meyer mints, butter mints. I said, I just, I just saw you uh, brought out your Kevin hey, Meyer chapstick. I, that's what I told him every time I was there. Kevin, I'm going to have to kiss a little. Mm. Do you have any chapstick? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin would get a chuckle. All right, Lynn. Well, I want to thank, thank you guys you. for doing the podcast and coming to Anchorage. Uh, I want to thank KONR Out North uh, Radio for letting us use the studio. And uh, we will be doing a podcast very soon again. If you have a podcast idea or want to be in a podcast, get a hold of me. We're, uh, I'm, I'll do a podcast with uh, pretty much anybody. Hey, you guys, anybody. it's fun. It's great. Try it. Do uh, it. I'll even buy you a coffee or, or a muffin or something. 
No beer. No. Well, no, I've done that too. <laughs> All right. That. See you guys next time. Landline.